Greetings to you wherever you are. I want to say hello and blessings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ as we celebrate this Monday, the first day of Holy Week. The Holy Week is the week that leads up to Jesus' death and resurrection, and it is observed by Christians all over the world. Uh, we have, for the last number of years at Faith on Hill, have posted content each day reminding ourselves of what Jesus did on that particular day of Holy Week. Now, the two stories of his actions that are associated with Monday are the cleansing of the temple and the cursing of the fig tree. We usually talk about the cleansing of the temple, that Jesus went in and drove out the corrupt money changers, uh, the people who were abusing and, and using the poor and the vulnerable. And certainly that's worth talking about. And when we get to that part in our study of the Gospel of Matthew, we will make a big deal about it. But this year I wanted to focus on the cursing of the fig tree. It's a weird story, to be honest. Matthew's Gospel says that Jesus went and got up the, the day after the triumphant entry after Palm Sunday. And that Monday he got up, and as he's walking towards Jerusalem, it's about a two-mile journey. But it's not just a two-mile journey. You have to go downhill, and then you have to walk, and then you have to go back uphill to get to Jerusalem. And on this journey, he sees a fig tree with its leaves bearing, and there's no fruit, and Jesus curses the tree and says, may you never bear fruit again. This is the only miracle of Jesus that was destructive. Jesus' miracles were healing. They were restorative. They were calming. They were protecting. This is the only recorded miraculous work of Jesus that was destructive. Mark's gospel adds an interesting detail. He tells us that although the fig tree was bearing leaves, it was not the right type of time of year for it to produce fruit. And let me tell you, there have been people throughout the ages who have had a big problem with this, especially uh, Bible commentators and scholars post-enlightenment have had a, a horrible time with this. This seems out of character for Jesus. This seems to be something ridiculous. Why would you curse something for not doing the thing that it's not going to do that time of year? Why would you curse an apple tree in the middle of winter for not having apples? Why would you curse a fig tree in the wrong time of year for not having fruit? The earliest Bible commentaries that we have from about the 5th century indicate that the early Christians saw this story as Jesus acting out a parable. Instead of teaching a parable, which is a story that's meant to prove a point, Jesus is, is almost doing a, a play. It's a drama. And what he is trying to do is show his followers that although God's people should have borne fruit, they were a barren tree that although they should have been ready for the Messiah, they were not. I'm not going to say 100% that I have the greatest or the perfect insight into this story. Uh, people have wondered and pondered about this particular incident over the centuries, but I'm just going to tell you the best that I understand it and what I believe is going on. I believe that Jesus is speaking to his followers, saying, hey, you know what? the people should have been ready to embrace me as the Messiah. 
And yesterday we came into Jerusalem and Jesus presented himself as their Messiah and Jerusalem did nothing. He was not brought to the throne. He was not embraced. He was challenged. He was questioned. Or worse, he was just ignored. So Jesus is speaking out like, hey, they weren't ready and there is a consequence to that. I also think there's kind of an interesting thing going on too, though. I believe firmly that God is not done with his people, the people of Israel. I believe that God has a plan for them to this day and going forward in the future. And we'll get to that when we come to Matthew chapter 24. Jesus talks a lot about that future plan that God has for his people. But in, as he curses the, the, the fig tree, and yes, God now works through the church instead of Israel. Even then, even that cursed tree, there is still a future and a hope. And I want to be careful. I'm not saying the people, that Jewish people are cursed. What I'm saying is that Jesus was demonstrating you can be all kinds of religious. And I'm speaking to us religious Gentiles. We can be all kinds of religious. We can have leaves on the tree. We can think we're ready to go. And yet, we're not bearing fruit, and we'll be cut off. So Jesus is speaking, I think, a, a, a living picture to his followers about what is about to happen to him. And again, this has been debated over the years, but what I think is going on is Jesus is just acting out a lesson to his people. If you disagree, if you have a different point of view, that's totally fine. I think the bigger idea is to focus on that Jesus cleansed the temple of corruption and if you look around and you see religious leaders who are false or fake or out for personal gain or there's all kinds of abuses or corruption, you know what? I hate that. You hate that. Jesus hates that. And he cleansed the temple to get rid of it. But you know what? As much as I could look around and point out all the faults of everyone else in the world, I want to be aware of my own need for Jesus. And I don't want to be that tree that just has leaves and it looks like everything's going good and and I might make my excuses. Well, it's not time to bear fruit. I want to be ready for when Jesus comes. So tomorrow we'll look at what Jesus did on Tuesday. And you can uh, check this out. Our podcast feeds are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Our website, faithonhill.com, or on our Facebook page. You can follow us on social media at Faith on Hill. And I hope you join us this Friday at 7 p.m. for our Good Friday service and Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. for our Easter celebration. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.